Hey there, Trekoff fans. This is Justin, and we are about to do our review of Star Trek Into Darkness. Now, along with the naughty language, which we always have, and it is a naughty podcast, we are going to have detailed plot spoilers of Star Trek Into Darkness. I will say it again. A, naughty language. B, detailed plot spoilers. You should probably see the movie before you listen to the podcast if you don't want to be spoiled on major surprises and amazing things that happen in the film. So, that being said... If you want to listen, go ahead. Keep listening. Um, but in fact, I'd love it if you kept listening. But we're going to spoil it. So there, I've said it. Um, also, uh, this was recorded uh, live outside um, after having just watched the film. And we were filming uh, a lot of this that you're going to hear is actually going to be featured in Trek Off the Motion Picture. Um, so the sound quality is a little different because we are outside. So you're going to hear cars going by and stuff because we're recording in a setup in a parking lot. So uh, you're listening to a live podcast. Uh, we're joined by some guests. Um, and uh, enjoy our review of Star Trek Into Darkness. It's time for Trek Off. A two-handed Kirk punch to your nuts. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And today we are discussing Star Trek Into Darkness. Yes, we are. Which we have just seen. I know, right? The 8 o'clock show. The, this is going to be a short episode. Yeah, um, because I'm going to explode. Because we just saw Star Trek Into, Into Darkness. Darkness. Oh my goodness. I know. I know. Um. So uh, so we were accompanied by uh, Phil Stamper, yep. by Daniel Ross, yep. by Daniel Ross's friend Stephanie, who we'd never met before, nope. but who is not a Star Trek fan, and she gave us some really good insight. She did. Mr. A was with us. Yep. Paul Sieber was with us, who we've yep. seen. Nick was here at the beginning. He's going to be here at the end. Mr. A, Alex, CM, me, we are just getting out of Star Trek Into Darkness. So let's do this, man. Star Trek Into Darkness, I'm just going to say five minutes go. No! <laughs> so you go. Go ahead and go. All right, so let's let's say this. Spoiler alert for the movie. So spoiler, we're gonna spoiler, say, spoiler. So were you surprised at the amount of penises in the film? Because I was really surprised when the guy came out and he had the three penises. Would you stop? It was amazing. And then he grabbed one in one hand and one in the other one, and the one in the middle did its thing. Um, that was astounding. So I don't know anything I can't about believe a bunch that of penises. Happened. I do know I had like a lot of, of nerdgasms or geekasms. Like tons of them. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Really? Oh my god. So I had a chasm when he grabbed the two penises and then phaser shot out of the middle one. I mean, really, if you look at the Enterprise, doesn't it look like a scrotum with two penises no. on the end? So when it goes to warp, it's like two lines of jizz. No. <laughs> no, but that warp effect so doesn't spoiler, get away. Spoiler alert, when you get into the end credits, you're just flying through jizz. It's amazing. I Lovely really couldn't believe blue that. Jizz. So it's Vulcan jizz. It's Vulcan jizz, as we discussed ascertained earlier, earlier in the show. And Vulcan jizz is blue. Yes, so. yes. Uh, you heard it here first on Trek Off. <laughs> Trek Off the Motion Picture. Trek Off the Podcast. Our uh, website is uh, trekoffpodcast.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, and we're not normally quite this. I mean, we are, but like right now, we, we just usually saw we, Star Trek, yeah. so we're a little bit. So, um, so you want me to lead, and, and yeah, you'll, you'll go, follow. All go, right, go. All right. The uh, the movie uh, the movie opens up um, with uh, with how's it start? Oh, it starts. They're running, and they're they're on this planet, and and they're 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 on this planet, and a volcano is going to destroy the planet. They have to save the indigenous peoples on the planet, and so they have to get them to run away from their uh, to get them. This is supposed to be short. Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm just saying. Okay, okay listen. Oh, let's talk more then. 
right. <laughs> they, Let's they, move it right along. All right. So they have they have to get the indigenous peoples out of the planet. Um, uh, I don't know what Phil Stamper's doing over there. Um, and He's and dancing. and in and in the process of this, they have to hide the Enterprise underwater as Spock uh, stops the volcano and Kirk rescues Spock, violating the Prime Directive. Right. Um, and gets him. He gets him in deep doo doo. And yes, Kirk. Kirk is removed from Which command. Which is one of the few times you actually see him get in deep doo doo for that. Pike. Pike gets his command back, um, and that is the new status quo um, as we get to about twenty minutes into the movie. So, yep. what did you think of this section? What did you think specifically of of uh, Kirk getting his command back. What did you think of Kirk's choice to save Spock? Uh, the interplay there. What did you think of the, the movie up to that point? Because up to that point, it's a light heart. It's a lighthearted action film. Yeah, but I feel like it 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 isn't. It isn't because there are, there are consequences like to his actions. Like I feel like that's one of the things that like constantly in the original series he would always kind of say fuck you to the Prime Directive because and and I and I love it because they actually have Pike say to him it's like you think the rules don't apply to you like and it's kind of true because he behaves now I had like, because he doesn't like them right and and I kind of agree with him like that's always been one of the things I liked about Kirk is it's like I understand the Prime Directive I'm kind of for the Prime Directive but like when lives are in the balance and it's like well sorry your boys just gotta die so that we you know so that they don't see a fucking shit fuck that shit save your man like so, I'm with him you know now, now Paul Sieber was sitting next to me in the theater and he's a he's a stickler for uh, canon and being a stickler for canon I f- thought because he one of the things is his little jab at the Star Trek movies the new ones have been that they're they're actually Star Wars movies um, and and the minute that Kirk did that I I started wondering to, in my head like is he gonna have an issue with they're violating the Prime Directive. This is not something the Kirk would do. Real quick, jump in because got to get you back there. And we only we only have a few minutes to do that. Paul Sieber, what did you think of the the Prime Directive aspect of the beginning? Did they handle uh, that, that well? That, 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 that part didn't bother me. And I'm I'm not that much of a stickler for canon. I'm just a stickler for bad for good writing. Okay. And I think JJ had some of his usual glaring plot holes. In okay. This that don't make sense. All right. That's, well, that's where I have the issue with. But as far as the prime directive thing, no, that's what the show is supposed to be about. Yeah. And I think part of the reason on the television show they got away with it, like you said, is because, because they, they were out were in space. They didn't five come. Years yeah, they away. weren't coming home they in between exactly. to like check in. So, so this yeah, was a yeah, different exactly. scenario. So, I mean, yeah. so that makes that probably made the difference. I guess if you're five years away, you can do whatever the fuck yeah. you want. Right? Yeah, so. I mean, it's a little harder to be like, well, fuck you, you're demoted. Bring the ship home. Bring well, the you, ship home, we'll you, see you, in a year. you, you also had an issue with the with with the Enterprise being under the water and 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 that was fucking cool. No, it, it was it, fucking it cool. Great, but I think that very much came from some studio guy coming to J.J. Abrams and saying, "You know, it'd be awesome. wouldn't it be really cool if the ship came out of the water because the, it yeah. made no sense in the story. The, the it's not a technical issue." Yeah, uh, we yeah, can't I hear a thing you're saying. Idea, really, so. to me, it it, it it didn't make any sense. For the ship to be underwater, that because was because they they made a point that they couldn't that they couldn't actually transport. But they were using it. They were using the shuttlecraft anyway. They were so using the one point? shuttlecraft, and then and if you'll recall, it was kind of a whole thing, and the shuttlecraft wound up getting damaged while it was in the volcano. Yeah, so, there so was like, no what if that had happened? It's too hot Wait for, for it. Spaceship what if that had happened and the, the fucking ship had been out in orbit and been fucked? They would have had no way to get back to it. I'm just saying. Yeah. Nah, no, they would have nah, needed more than one shuttlecraft. Nah, it was it made nah. more sense to go down Even the, two and little shuttlecrafts would have been a lot easier to hide from an indigenous species than but they're one gigantic spaceship. Correct. Walking distance from their village. I understand that. But no, I I'm going to parlay here. I'm going to parlay here. I'm going to parlay here and say this that uh that whilst 
while I'm going to disagree with almost everything that Paul said, of course. this particular point, I have to give to him. I felt like it was spectacle Whatever. for spectacle's sake. Whatever. But almost everything else... I'm okay that was a great fucking movie. It was, it was, it was, it was a, it was a fun yeah. action movie. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm not going to take that away from it. All right, here. I'm going to do a double clap here. Can you guys stop and then restart the cameras? Just hit the button I showed you, push it once to stop it, and then push it once to restart it. And I'll just edit the podcast here. Yep. Is it red, red dot? Yeah, great. What? All right, hold on one second. We got to get in there. Okay. Good. Okay. So, so what happens is right after this, there's an attack on London. The attack on London is from Mr. John Harrison. Yep. And the same time, uh, at the same time, they convene Kirk and everyone together to talk about that attack on London. And it's all the top brass in Starfleet. Mm -hmm. A guy that John Harrison shows up in a ship and just blows it. Now, can I talk about that scene? Yeah. That's my favorite scene of the film, maybe. Really? It's, uh, it is, uh, what are you looking at? Uh, either Mothra or a bat. All right, here, just, say, say, no, it's fine. Yeah, you're on camera. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, so, Sorry, that, scene, that scene was intense. It was great. I think Pike's death was handled well. I think, uh, Spock getting a sense of what death is like yeah. through Pike's eyes also handled well. Definitely. Um, uh, I, I was excited. And it, that hurt, it hurt me when... when I, Pike, I heard you, know, you crying. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very emotional, and so... So, yeah, so Pike, Pike dies. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and after he dies, Kirk is basically like, to, uh, to Admiral Marcus, he... I love this part. To Admiral Marcus, he's like, he's like hey, I'm going to go try and get him. They end up on Kronos. Which is fucking The Klingon awesome. homeworld. The Klingon, I was like, we're going to see some Klingons! And awesome. they battled, their ships were just... Fucking amazing! They were awesome. They were. They, they had that same look about them. But, but they, they had. But they. But they looked more like. Um, hmm. Just less warlike. Like, yeah. yeah. They looked like angry. Yeah, they, looked looked angry. Like they looked fucking <laughs> angry. They looked angry. Um. So. Uh. So they do that. They fight the Klingons. Harrison's there. He surrenders to Kirk. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is the first moment that I get that like something. So clearly something's up. Like first off, he helps them. Like he helps them survive against the Klingons. Because they're a little ploy to have her sort of talk to them in Klingon. Like, which I love that they attempted that. And, like, I wanted it to work out. But I totally understand why it wouldn't. Um, but he saves them. So it's like, why would he do that? So so here's, I'm going to back up in the movie about 15 minutes and say the big thing. Is that they say that there's a paramilitary arm of Starfleet called Section, Section 31. 31. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So awesome. Section 31. <laughs> spoiler alert. Is the other bad guy in this film? It was so fucking um, cool to mention it, and 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 not just to mention, but like it was. No, it was like a thing. It I was, was like important. Like, like both of us are like sitting there and like because I'm Martin the niner. Says, he says like so. Uh, we have this thing called Section Thirty One, and like we both started like giggling. <laughs> yeah, like, <gasps> it was fantastic. So, so along with uh, along with Section Thirty One, um, uh, we find out that this par- paramilitary force is out there and basically Harrison says my name's not John Harrison I've been working for section 31 my real name is Khan and there's again an audible gasping clapping (gasps) yes Um, oh yeah no it was totally clapping um, awesome so I'm gonna allow Paul Sieber to step back in for like two seconds and tell us because he looked at me in the theater and I told him he just shut his mouth because he couldn't stop talking he actually made a farting sound the one time there was silence in the film 
I couldn't fucking believe it. Why would um, you do that? Was that? An actual fart. Was it really a fart? No, really. Wasn't. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't forgive him that. That noise. happens to me more and more as I get older. Um, <laughs> I, I can't help it. You have a you have a loose colon. I do. Um, but you did make you you nudge. You said you said yeah because he looks Indian. Um, I have been defending it as well. Ricardo Montalban didn't look Indian, but let's just say they didn't say sing in the movie. They are. Yes, they did. Did they? they? Did. Yes, yeah, they said sing. They did. Yes, they did. Condoni yeah, and sing. Yeah. Old Spock said it. Yeah. So um, Old Spock also my favorite aftershave. Let me ask. Um, let me ask. Let me ask you a simple question on yes. this, on the whole thing on the whole sure. thing with Khan and why he was revived and what he did. Yeah. What's supposed to be the time span between the first movie and this one? Um. Wow. I don't know. I think like. Probably a couple of years, one or two years. See, I didn't get the. I got the impression it was less than a year. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, let's 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 say it's let's say it's two years. Yeah. Let's say it's two okay. years. Okay. So in that two-year time frame, they not only found Khan. No. Yes. No. Because they didn't find him until no. after Vulcan was destroyed. Well, well, he said he. Well, they, and they said that John Harrison has only existed for a year, so it's been at so, least one year. So one year. So let's 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 give it. Let's let's let's. But I'll give you two years, just All for right. the sake of my argument. Okay? Sure. So in two years' time, they not only found Khan, but they managed. He managed to educate himself to the level of being beyond any existing Starfleet engineer. And well, he's con. He's con, dude. So wait, let me let's let's a, le with a level of technology that would be so beyond his understanding in the beginning. Not only did he master it in two years, who con the the, the torpedoes, it, and they were able to build without anyone on Earth knowing this massive spaceship. Yeah, it's Section Thirty One and con. Dude, come on! And it was so no secretive that Scotty flew his shuttlecraft right in. Because that, nobody. That kind of <coughs> All right. So, oh, super top secret. All right. So let's we let's. Can hide we'll we'll get the there. We'll get, come on in, Phil Stamper. Real quick. Come in real quick. But we can't. Is it rolling? But we can okay. let one guy fly right on. Right, any thoughts? Uh, I, I did Plot like hole. the movie. Plot hole. I did like the movie, and yeah, I agree that there's there's timing. I like timey wimey stuff because I love Doctor Who. But then there was some timeliness stuff. I still am at my like B B minus area. I still like the movie. Um. I, I don't know. I just I still like the movie. I really so do. so here's here here's here's a thought. Um, mm. The the paramilitary organization, the even if it's been two years, our military, if they are prompted to, can do a hell of a lot in two years. And we don't have multi planets. We also don't have Vulcans. Oh. You you have ten that you have ten like ten thousand really fucking motivated. Vulcans, whose attitude might be slightly different than they would have been in the original well, series. They get, no, they're on a planet called New Vulcan because that's yeah. what Spock contacted. And, they, so, were all and, I, and they were all going to make this. All right, uh, all right. Yes, so Mr. A, Mr. A, Mr. A, Mr. A, Mr. A. I'm onto the microphone. I can now hear myself. Excellent. So, what I was going to say is... This is what he does. <laughs> just because Khan has only been there for a year doesn't mean that that's the only time they've spent working on it. That was just what I was trying to get at. And that would be possible, except for the fact that Admiral Marcus said... That they didn't start doing any of this until Khan. And he no, always he tells. Said that they, he said that Khan helped them. You know what? We're gonna watch it again. That they didn't. Yeah, yeah we're gonna watch it again. We're gonna watch it again until Khan. So what I will do is I will say I the the great thing about this is that we are going to watch this movie a second time, mm -hmm. and 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 I want to have these things yeah. in mind. Okay. In, in literally thirty minutes. So, so we, gotta, we, gotta we really gotta go. So Rap. so all right, Rap. jumping jumping to the end of the film, uh, Kirk, uh, Kirk uh, dies. Um. Uh, dies a little bit, and and I don't know what happened for the next twenty minutes because there were just audible sobs, 
next to me you know, in the theater. Fuck you. <laughs> I was trying to be quiet. No, it was great. It was it was it actually enhanced my viewing experience. Did it actually? It really did. It did. That's why I wanted to see the movie with you because I was more moved than I would have otherwise been. I knew. All right, spoiler alert: Kirk lives through through a mechanism that you'll have to find out by watching the movie. Um, but but, I, but the thing is, no one else is allowed to submit. Yeah, say it. Okay, Spock cannot say Khan because Spock's yelling of Khan. Yeah, Spock. Yeah, Khan. I love. Yeah. Um, I disagree. I think his con was fine. You know what? But that you, was really emotional. But you know what Spock can do? And you know what Cumberbatch do, can do? They can fucking fight. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And, and let me say this, that the original series, talk about the spirit of the original series, it was usually Kirk in those fights, but it ends with a drag down. One thing the last movie didn't have a lot of, it was Kirk versus Spock for a minute, but those movies ended with a fucking kick-ass fist fight, and this movie ends with a fucking kick-ass fist fight. I'm down for it. I am down for I, you know, I did, I two liked... superhumans, one guy who's yep. like seven times stronger than a human versus a guy who's genetically modified five times stronger but faster versus each other. It seemed like two gods fucking yeah, fighting. It was epic. I was, and it made sense and, that it was happening Spock like that. And Spock was so motivated. That was the best part, like, because, you know, we've seen this whole time and, like, the whole, the whole movie, Kirk is trying to, like, sort of drive home to him like do you know why I saved you dude like do you get it and like in the moment when Kirk actually dies he gets it he finally gets it and he's like just destroyed inside and he's like fucking I'm gonna go get that motherfucker and it was awesome to see so so listen um I want to invite you um to do uh this we're gonna stop the podcast at this point for our from our point of view yeah. but not from you the listener's point of view right. we are going to do another follow-up about some of these things after the next viewing of the film. Let's go see it again. Yes. Hello and welcome back to Trek Off <laughs> um, for the part two of what is very likely going to be a multi, a multi part. Did you really actually finally take care of that there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they can't see what it is. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I. Uh, First of all, I do want to sort of say that this is very likely going to end up being like going to be multiple part because I, I, I don't think I'm going to be done talking about this. Yeah, no, I don't think I like I think there's going to be things that we talk about now and then there's going to be things that like occur later after we've both seen it like a bunch more times or even just like upon reflection and, you know, discussion as things are want to go. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm certainly going to see the film a few more times. Yeah, and I'm su- I'm certain I will as well. Yeah. And I and I think that when I do, I mean, I certainly got more out of it. A this lot time. of I'm not sure if I can cry this much every time. I can't take it. Well, I'm, I'll be honest. A, a lot of the tension was gone this time for me. But the of course, thing- it was because for you. But, it wasn't but that much tension to begin with because you're Mr. You're dead well, inside. No, that's not, that's, dead not, that's inside. not true. That's not true at all. I, I The first time I was riveted, this time I'm, I'm rivet, riveted for different reasons. I mean, the, the fact is, is it's a, uh, you know, it's a it's a really well-made film. And I think that that's worth that's worth acknowledging, too. And, and like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like I was able to I wasn't thinking the first time through about the structure, about how well it was made, about, you know, the very near perfection of the effects about the the spacing for the each of the characters i wasn't thinking about any of that stuff i was only okay i was i was just watching a movie this last time there wasn't as much tension there wasn't as much emotion for me but there was certainly 
much to watch and a lot to look at. And I'm not done watch and it's certainly enough to enjoy i'm not done watching and enjoy i certainly haven't even gotten into each character's performances and the nuances there are things i didn't catch the first time around blah 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 let's get let's get yeah i would say that's true i mean i feel like i I watch movies differently than you yeah um like i i noticed stuff like that the first time around like i noticed like technical stuff you no, know, and, and and acting stuff. No, you um, see, I'm for me. But, for for yeah, I mean, you you say that I'm so heartless. The fact is, is that for me, I think I'm actually, I I'm, didn't get as deeply emotionally affected as you. Um, I guess that's what it's, it's, the difference is. Is I'm so I I operate on such an emotional level kind of all the time that like no, this, this, <laughs> there's more that can be happening. Like for me, there's more space in my brain beyond that. Is what I'm saying. I guess like it's 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 it was equally. As emotional the second time for me as it was the first time. Well, but I, I still saw, but I saw different technical things. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm just saying, like it's it's hard to explain. <laughs> well, I mean for 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 me, what I what I got out of it. That, well, let's 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 go through because we were so rushed the first time the first time yeah. through because um, we wanted to get back in there. Let's talk about um, some meta knowledge about the film that I realized some surprises for me. Um, one. Uh, we went back into the theater afterward. We rushed out. We we rushed through the first half. That wasn't the review that I was hoping we would be able to do. No, not at all. Um, and because we were sure we were going to be going into and getting the the worst seats in the back of a fully crowded theater. Yep. Um, I was surprised and maybe even a little dismayed. Yeah, pretty. To- I was definitely. I was dismayed at the eight o'clock. But then I was like, well, but it was the eight o'clock. Yeah. Maybe enough people didn't know about it. Um, you know, couldn't get off of work. Like, there's, yeah. there's a whole other aspect at that point. Um, so I was certain though that the, the, that the midnight ones were going to be just packed, and the fact that they weren't, um, is upsetting to me. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that now I don't know what it, what it means. Um, and that, but I'm just saying. Um, I do want to. So I'm now I have to figure out where we were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was, I. Uh, I was surprised. I mean, I've I've been following it. I know that it opened two weeks early. I know that it's trending better internationally than it did, uh, than it than the first one did. But I remember seeing the first one in a midnight show, and it's packed. And it was yeah, it was absolutely, absolutely full. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, maybe the eight o'clock was a mistake. You know, maybe the eight o'clock shows they did were a mistake, and and. Maybe you would have like I certainly think that if you would have combined the eight o'clock and the midnight shows that they had tonight, that it would that have that been would full. have been full, yeah. But on the other hand, I have gone to see eight o'clock shows of regular movies in the middle of the week and had it be about this full, and I was really surprised that that at eight o'clock the IMAX wasn't jammed, and that's I I wonder if it's something to worry about. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, I'm. I hear you there because I was like, well, as I said in the theater, concerned for, for <laughs> me. I mean, I look, I I could care less whether or not Paramount makes a bunch of money, but I yeah, I, that's not. Really I, relevant I want them to, to me, make more. I want them to continue. I, yeah. yeah, I want them to make more more uh, movies, and if this one does uh, like huge numbers, which I now now I probably think it won't do, but I've been wrong before. I mean, it could be a slow burn. It could be that you know that the Star Trek audience, a lot of them are, are older and have day jobs and have to be up early in the morning and they just can't get out and have kids and blah, blah, blah. My, for, for instance, uh, Mrs. J can't, did, wasn't able to come see it tonight. Yeah. Um, despite her being incredibly involved in the Trek off movie, she's barely yeah. in it because there are kids. 
However, yeah. we are able to get uh, babysitters for the weekend, so there's already a plan. So it might right. just be that the audience can come out. But I kind of remember when I went to go see Nemesis. It looking was like this? Feeling, yeah, feeling like, wow, this is less than I was expecting. Oh, shit. Um, Don't say that. I mean, so, I mean, I guess I'm not like yes, but you're not saying it doesn't make it not so. But I'm just yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's, I don't want that to be true. It's going to be whatever it's going to be. But um, but, see, I still have this crazy dream in the back of my head that I I get to be like one of those one of the random uh, extra crew members that's on the bridge. I don't think from time know, to time. Here's the thing, though. I mean, I all would it, so live for that. So listen, let's uh, let's get into um, the film. We talked a little bit about what happens and how the film ends. Um, I'd like to go into, um, do you have any complaints this time around? Do you have any thoughts? You, you, you said there are some things that you thought, thought were inelegant this time. Do you have any things about the film that you go, okay, here's I mean, I thought there was something, there was something the first time around, um, even, and that was just more apparent the second time around, um, which was the, the triple, um, so, okay. The, the so, dead so, triple situation. So in case you're, you're listening to this, having, not seen the film, which you really which you do. really should not fucking do. Um, but, <laughs> Don't do that shit. But just in case you are, um, uh, th- this is uh, th- there's this moment um, when uh, Kirk is uh, in the in the sick bay and he's interviewing or he's trying to he's trying, he's trying to, to enlist uh, Khan. Yeah, and in the middle of it. He goes, he goes, what are you doing with that triple? To like, Dr. McCoy. And, and McCoy's like, I'm, you know, his, I'm injecting his, you know, Khan's platelets into this dead triple because it's fucking crazy what his blood can do, right? Like, and I get why we get the information, um, but A, I, we didn't need it. Like. Well, I thought we did because if they just brought Kirk back at the end, it would seem like it was shoe, shoehorned in at the end. And fe- instead, I felt like uh, it was shoehorned into this scene. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like the time for it, right? Like, we don't need the lead up. We just need the, like, like don't, I don't need the labor. Just give me the baby. Like, yeah. they, they, there's the moment later when it becomes apparent to McCoy what's going on, right? Like, I understand why he put it in. You know, he was like, this is okay, fucking so, crazy. So- I'm going to experiment. Like, but all we needed to know, like, it, we just needed him to have the moment of discovering and then we can we're smart enough to put together that oh he was fucking with his blood because okay, it was gonna, crazy and he's a doctor. I'm going like, to do this without spoiling monsters, um, as I did last time, and I had to edit out of the show. Um, there is a major plot point in monsters um, that needs to be understood for the end of the movie to make sense, and and this major plot point um, I drive home. I I say it like four times during the movie. This one major plot point about about how the like to explain what's going to happen at the end of the movie uh-huh. and it's i understand the difficult thing to do to go i want to let the people know this without going i'm letting you know this right now and and it's it's a it's tough, tough it's tough and to this do that didn't feel like it's definitely felt like and this is yeah. the part where we let you know that the, khan's blood has the ability to bring back the dead and, essentially and, and, you know and what I, I mean yeah, and i felt like for me i knew I knew they were never just going to kill Kirk. I mean, I knew that that was not really going to be an option. But to know exactly how that was going to happen was bothersome for me because I was like, I would have liked to be to have a moment of shock and awe. To, I, the The best thing you can do in a movie like this is make me think. Me 
is this really did this really just did this okay good i mean that's the that's the the tension and then the release of that tension is the enjoyment but to completely remove that tension for me is negates the enjoyment of having that tension released it's the it's the it's scary but you're okay you know and- yeah i mean i guess i uh, for whatever reason like even though i guess for me maybe it's because i i lack innate like trust as a person yeah like so they've put this out there right i still don't necessarily believe like i guess what happens is i start going is it a red herring is he doing that to fuck with me so that i think i'm safe while kirk is actually dying but he's really gonna leave him dead like the only thing i thought i I thought that that might happen is that they might leave kirk dead and then show the Tribble back to life in the last shot of the movie. Yeah. And have leave Kirk in cryostasis in the, or leave him in stasis and go, we'll figure well, out Why would he have put him in stasis? No, what like, I mean is- No it, reason is, to is put him in stasis. Put, put him in stasis and go, and go, get his body in stasis. We'll figure out a way. We'll figure out a way. So, you know. That's just crazy, though. That doesn't yeah. even make sense. But, you know, or, or leave I us in like, suspense. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense that they would do that. That's the problem, um, right? Yeah, like, they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't put anybody else in cryostasis. But, but I'll, I'll also be like, honest, I kind of knew- when Pike died, that that was the death. That that was the death. When he died, I knew they're they're not going. The tone they've been striking in these films, they are not going to make it a massacre. They're not going to kill a bunch of the main characters. It's not going to be Serenity. It's yeah. It's it, they're they're not going for that darker tone. It wasn't that dark a film, to be honest. For uh, I think the film is terribly misnamed. Actually, there's a complaint I can have. I don't think that this is a trek into darkness. I don't know. I think that I think it's more metaphorical in talking about like the the bigger theme of the you know this guy who's the head, you know what I mean of of yeah. the federation who is enlisting Khan to yeah to make it mil- to militarize it because he's afraid. Like I think that's the darkness, right? It's not it's not this literal thing of you know, because Khan's so scary, which he's absolutely chilling and frightening. Yeah. But I think it's more about it's more about this being not the way the Federation operates. Like this is not how we know the the Federation yeah. is is a bastion of good and and has principles and shit. Yeah. So I think it's more about that darkness, that the potential I, that, darkness. That, yeah, the, that the fact the that section thirty one, section thirty one, fucking darkness. shit. Yeah, is the darkness. That's Definitely. really that's really interesting. So, um, there there are a few things I want to I want to cover. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about, and that, that's on well, my so mind. You, but you were talking about the, the 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 clunky stuff, and I was in the middle of of like. Is there more? Yeah, there's All the right, one sure. other the thing that I noticed the second time around that I didn't notice the first time. Which is what? Which is why the fuck is Carol Marcus? have a british accent like why is that well i so and i and, and then I, you gave me this elaborate story well here's the thing right? <laughs> as to why and i just I, I hate when i have to put that much thought into it here's the thing um we're gonna drive and talk at the same time why are we uh, doing it? uh just because um okay um oh. so here's here's the thing about the british accent is that there it's there there were no uh like there's no shortage of beautiful blonde uh, American actresses who are also really good actresses. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's like the, the her being um, British is a choice that they made. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't that she was the only person that they could find. They just decided to go with it. I don't. I mean, th- do I, we know the actress is actually British? I think she is. I, I think she is. Here's the thing about the British accent. I think 
that it was decided for her to be British. Um, and and look, her father wasn't even British, so we no, gotta we gotta ask wasn't. how That's did what I'm saying. Carol, how? Carol Marcus, who does not have a British accent in um, in Star Trek Two, mm-hmm. um, and whose father is not British, has a British accent. Why would that be? And I go, okay, we know that Section Thirty One was based in London, and that's a big part of the film. Section Thirty One is is in London. The headquarters of Section Thirty One is in London. And it's Edward Edward Marcus's pet project. We also know, and I watch this. Um, I do not agree with uh, with Sieber's um, uh, with Paul's uh, problem with them building the ship. I will say this. Me either. That um, doesn't bother me at all. Um, we know that uh, Harrison uh, was found at, oh, at least over a year ago. We also know that they they can build ships pretty damned fast. I mean, and, they, and you have to imagine that on, the on resources for, for 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 Section Thirty One are enormous. Are enormous. Well, and, and like any covert fucking shit. Like, well, and I let just me, that let doesn't. Me, let me take it. Let me take it a step further. Um, I the um, in Enterprise, uh, they had the NXO One. It took forever to get them the NXO One, but the NXO Two was out by the third season of Enterprise. There was there was an NXO two that was out there yeah. by that time. It took them two years to build that, and the only thing that was holding them back at that point was the Vulcans. One would imagine that after after the destruction of Vulcan, there's probably a Section Thirty One section of Vulcan now of the yeah. people who are left over who kind of like you know kind of like maybe maybe as, we should be in on this covert shit yeah, because that, that, people are bad. <laughs> that the logic the logical thing is to say yeah this this is a danger so let's deal with this danger. So it's it's reasonable to say that within a year they could build a big fucking ship, a big it's, badass, you know, dark yeah. enterprise. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I think I think it's it's so even if, especially now you have Khan, that's what who's fucking brilliant yeah. on top of the fact that he's dangerous. Yeah, and you and you have the the new technology that was introduced by the Narada, who the mm. the the big Romulan ship. Yeah. And um, you have whatever new technology has been introduced by Spock's, pre- like old Spock's yeah. presence, frankly. Yeah. Like, because he already dropped some shit. Like, that was that. I, and I liked that they put that in here, actually. Yeah. That, that the trans warp was like. Was it, from Scotty. Was they, from Scotty that yes. he's upset that, that like, it that it was misused, yeah. essentially. The Federation hijacked it and clearly used it. So I think, I think that it's, I think that, 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 it the the ship was probably already on the books. They were probably already they working probably, on it. Yeah, already Section theorizing. Thir- like from from the moment that that the Kelvin. I mean, they, they've they've already sort of justified the way that the new Enterprise is. Isn't there also like isn't the the temporal Cold War stuff? Doesn't it have some connection with with uh, Section Thirty One? No, I don't think so. No, because that Temporal was. Temporal agents aren't connected the, the, to Section Thirty One. They never, not. they never, they never explained the Cold War. Unfortunately, well, not not necessarily the Cold War, but like the the fact that there are temporal agents that that you know there's a a force that the time travel exists. It, it existed before yeah. this era, and so it, it occurs to me that like that makes any any type of argument with the with regard to timeline or how long. Ago, they found Khan. Well, here's the, here's the research is here's here's the here's the thing. I I can I can go with Paul somewhat in that we saw Kirk looking at the Enterprise being built, mm-hmm. and uh, then and then four it, years later, and then yeah, three years later, it's yeah, it's it's kind of a new ship. 
so yeah so 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 i get that but at the same time like this ship is yeah that's public works absolutely that's that's very different like I'm sure building something from a government standpoint, right? Like if someone at the White House was going to build well, some and shit, ship, and that would take however long that would take. But if they were going to build some shit in the CIA, that shit would be accelerated. Well, that, there wouldn't be all the red tape. There wouldn't be all the sh- the hoops that you got to go through. All that yeah. shit would be not there. This and this and this ship is clunky. It's actually it's big, but it's clunkier. It's not as elegant as no. The it's not as it's not as it is. As, it is it is there. It's big it's, it's and scary. Yeah, and 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 rawry. Yeah, it's, and 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 to be frank, they could have. You know, you know. After the Narada exploded, I'll bet they got pieces of technology. I'm sure they it. did. It's. I mean, they're, Why would, they're, Section 31 most definitely did. Yeah, they they, they use the scans. I mean, it's yeah. so so knowing that that's the case. Knowing that Section 31 is capable of not only of, the Narada, but yeah. but Spock's ship. Yeah, yeah. you well, know, that's true. Spock's ship. They they well, it got destroyed. I know too, it they, got destroyed, but, but like, but they had it. scans of yeah, it. It didn't have his shields up. You know, so, yeah, I mean, so I mean, I think that I think that what you have is is I don't think that that's a, a the timeline doesn't bother me at all, and anyway. neither does and neither does his issue. Like the, the other thing that he said that I was like that does not bother me in the least or or at all. Which is what it it was. When he's like, you know, he felt like it was just a regurgitation of Star Trek two, and and I really didn't feel that way. I like you know what I think he's talking about is that the emotional beats are Star Trek two. That that the things that were making you cry. You were crying just as much because of the amazing emotional end to Star Trek Two, and that you were being reminded of it, like like mm. when like when they put their hands up. Yeah, Stephanie's not crying at the hands up, and when he goes when he goes is the ship and Spot goes out of danger. That's not emotionally affecting someone unless you've seen Star Trek Two. It is they're hitting the same <coughs> emotional beats. I and disagree. I think you. the hands on the glass is emotional regardless. I don't think it's as emotional this time, but I will say this: maybe not. I. What, while I while 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 I feel that the that the emotional beats are um that 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 they do rely too heavily on Star Trek Two, I will say one thing that was said during the interviews that I even that that I even agreed with during the interviews that on a, on second watching, I don't dislike the way that Zachary Quinto said Khan. I don't, I don't dislike it at all. I and, never and I, agreed with that. And and I and I'll and I'll take it back to Star Trek Two. We like the way that Kirk says Khan. Because it's silly. In an ironic but way. but it's no, but joke. here's the thing, it's not even about that. Like for me, the reason that I like it is it's because that's the way that Spock would say Khan. Yeah. Spock and Kirk are not the same person. Yeah. That's kind of the fucking point. But and what, what I, I liked I, about this I, was that we got the reverse of a situation than we had on two. Well, here's the thing about this one is I actually felt that that Quinto's performance was better than Shatner's performance. Shatner's performance was you know, it's, it was, it was, it was. I can't stand by. I'm sorry. Sorry, Shatner. Shatner, Shatner. Shatner does a lot of stuff really. And that shit was. I love Khan. Just stop. Um, ha, okay. Um, but about Peyton. about the Brit about the British accent, and and I do have to, um, defend the British accent. Otherwise, Marcus, I, yeah, Carol, yes, Marcus. Carol Marcus. Otherwise, I'm going to have to agree with Paul's problem with Khan not being like. Indian, or, or or at or, least not even like Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. There's no reason that his accent should be so different. So I mean, yeah, it's they do just just decidedly abandon it. Um, I mean, I guess you know what? It's interesting. The re- I guess the reason it doesn't bother me is because for Khan is because is because I fucking love that man, Benedict. Yeah. But um, also it's chilling. Something about yeah. his voice and the quality of it with his his native accent. Is chilling. Well, and let me let me say this. I 
how do I explain this? I absolutely believed Ricardo Montalban as Khan. Yes. But I never believe. But but I never believed him as a Superman. I never believed that he was superior, better than he was. Oh, he, I did. I I I never not like this. Not the Cumberbatch. Oh no, Cumberbatch. I, he uh, it's when unbelievable. he's thinking, he's nearly he's almost robotic. Until suddenly he's fierce and violent. Oh but yeah, like, but, but like can... without exertion. Like it's not like in a, in a it's not in a grunty. Like you know when people fight, even when they're tough, yeah. it's like rod, and that's the thing. Like Kirk will take some hits and he'll grunt. And like one of the things that was so beautiful, one of the moments that was like this this subtle thing was when they land after the the space jump, and Kirk is like he's like. Huh, huh. Scotty, Con, Con, Scotty, and Con is like just sitting there. I'll say, like uh, totally, totally straight, totally here's, fine. Like here's that shit Con was told awesome. Me. Here's here's where Con sold me. Con sold me when he surrendered. When when he goes, he goes how how many torpedoes? Oh yeah, then he goes seven two, and he goes, I surrender. He did not know he was going to sur- surrender until he had the information. You could see like a computer. Yep. He processed yep. it. He was like Bashir. He processed the information. Made well, a decision. I'm. Sense. I'm going to surrender. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because Bashir is a product. Yeah. Of the same program. And and that's the thing is yep. it was it was it it, it was, was it was generous. that when he was like when he would answer like tell me about the Narada he's spitting out the information he knows what exactly what yeah I never got that from Montalban I never got that 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 he was infinitely smarter than a human. Yeah, his take on the character. I feel like Montalban's take on was, the character was more of a like, uh, like there was so much more machismo. Yeah. His, yes. It was portrayal. ego. Yes, I would say was there was all... more ego in his portrayal, and 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 Benedict's is more cold and calculating. I mean, you can, yeah. Like I, mean, a... I hate to I hate to pigeonhole him as a as a you know a character actor, but the obvious comparison is his portrayal of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I mean the the intellectual superiority just emanates from him. It's yeah. losing off of him, and that's why when I found out he was he was going to be in it and there it was rumored that he was going to be con i was, I was like, like that's perfect fucking perfect yeah, yeah. perfect so. and uh, i'll say for and the- and the, th- the other thing that he did i got cuz i got i just got to give him a, like a shout out for this when he um when he's talking about what was done to his people when he cries oh dear god yeah absolutely fucking brilliant yeah. just thinking about it makes me teary brilliant yeah no he's, he's every he gives a possible power, way he's he's a great so let's go let me go back to carol marcus well, I, really I quick because i want to say real quick yeah. i love the hoodwink on on the con is he con is he not con the pr around that yeah people, the rumor oh yeah no they handled that he well has a different name. i mean i love it I, yeah you know, he's someone else yeah yeah you know. love it and may and then they made me think that maybe peter peter weller was gonna end up being con because yeah. they didn't say who he was. Peter Weller too. Can I just say another like moment because it was beautiful. But this is was gonna... when he went when he went when he goes when he goes. Oh shit! Like yeah. it was just it was so real. Like and that's the thing. Like his you know villain was so different than Khan, but but really scary. Well, like in a very different kind of way, and I loved it. Well, that brings me back to Carol. Um, <laughs> in a strange way. So uh, uh, she when she has to do the intense stuff when it's her moment. Oh, she like when it, she screams when the head when thing she happens. Or, oh when, my God. or when she slaps him or or yeah. you know, like I, I'm I'm with her. But the, in moments that it's not her moment or she's like in the background or and even in a couple that she's supposed to be having good moments, I'm I am not buying her as a Starfleet officer. Huh. Or a doctor. Like I'm just not I'm not buying it. And yeah. and that's a 
you know that that's an issue for me. That's, that's something I'm going to look for in the next watching. She yeah. is. She is. I will say. I mean, this. I won't say that I loved her. I, I I won't say that she's the weakest link. On, but on, I would definitely yeah. call it like like yeah. for Goodbye. first in Sulu. You know, like in that moment when oh. he fucking bluffs. Holy fucking shit! Well, that's he one thing I noticed that this, shit, this man. time around. I noticed that that every character. And this wasn't true in the last one. The last one, Chekhov ran a little bit and like got someone off the transporter pad, and 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 Sulu. I think go- they tried to give everybody a little moment in the first one, but it was too much of a setup to get yeah. Kirk and and Spock and, and, and everybody Sulu, in the right Sulu place. Sulu got had to fence, and that's it. He fenced, and he yeah. couldn't start the ship. This everybody kind of had everybody more has of their moment. of their moment. Like, I don't think that Joey Saldana is, is is strong in this one as she was in the last one. As um, an actor, as an, as an actor, no, her character is stronger. I don't think she as an actor is as strong. Huh. Um, and I felt that both times. How uh, do you mean? I just didn't get the levels in her performance that I got last time. Of course, she had to do a lot more of the action stuff. And when she, the Klingon scene, she's great. Yeah, she. I was, was going to say, there. like, she's fantastic in that scene. And um, I love that But scene. it might also be that that's the weakest, the two weakest writings for me is her fight with Spock. I never got why she was mad. Oh, I did. Are you kidding? I never See, got what he did you're wrong. I never got what he did wrong. Um, really? What did he do? He didn't care that he was gonna die. Why did she think that? Because he was just fine with it. Because he was telling. Because he was telling them not to fucking say. It. I will tell you what. Here and now, if we're on a fucking starship and he was down there fucking doing some shit to save some indigenous species with a volcano, I'm all for it. But if it comes time and it's like, no, you can't reveal the ship to save me, be like, the fuck you can't? I no fucking way, man. Give me the microphone. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to take this opportunity to just, like, really dig into something that's, incre- like, just glaring the second time around. What? Why in the fuck did he not set up the cold fusion device before he got out of the fucking shuttle? Yeah, no, like, I'm with like, you. Siri, like, Siri, uh, first of all, no, like, why not just beam it into the volcano? They couldn't you know I mean? beam it. They said that shit. No, okay. they couldn't do it from the starship. They couldn't do it from from the why, enterprise. Are, why not? Why not why, lower it? Why into not the volcano? fucking attach it to the chain once you've already programmed the damn thing? All right, all right. Fair I, will, I, mean, I I will give you. I'll give you. That, that's a, what, that's a plot hole. I wouldn't find my ass on inside a fucking volcano, not being able to beam back out. Yeah. I would say no. I'll attach this thing to the chain and drop <laughs> it. How about that? Well, here's here's another thing that 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 it's not. Uh, but I'm that it's not a plot hole. It's a dropped plot thread. They make this big deal. About Kirk not being okay after the firefight. Oh yeah, yeah. They keep checking. His I noticed vitals. that the second time around. Like You're, I noticed it minorly the first time yeah, around, but then the yeah. second time I was like, like, "Were we ever going to talk about that?" Your vitals—they're not okay. They're not okay. You're not okay. You're not okay. Was that just? And, and I, it. I, I don't know. Was and, that maybe just because he was try, trying? Was it maybe just to sort of tell us that he wasn't like emotionally okay yeah, after what I, had no, happened? No, no, like, no. I think it's a, I think it's a nod to the series because because Bones is always fucking you know. In the yeah, but but series. you know what? But they 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 had he was like he he was um like he was wheezing a little bit and he was like you could tell he was hurting and he was faking it and he was like you could tell and there was no resol- there was no like he's beaten down to his the like to the worst he can be like in terms of physically or he's better. There's never that. There's just like he's not okay. He's not okay. And he's not okay. And he's still not okay when he's beaten up. When he's beaten up, Khan. You know, he punches him like four times. And then he's just, he's just out of because he's a, and then he's totally fine. He's absolutely 100 percent fine for the rest of the film. He's physically okay. I didn't get the see. I guess in that scene when he's like just trying to beat the shit out of Khan, I didn't get that he was like. 
physically not. Yeah, I just felt he was winded. I just felt yeah, it was like here's the thing. He, I felt it was like they had just been through some shit, and it felt more to me like emotional exhaustion than like actual physical. Do you know trying, what I mean? He like he was yeah, trying but here, but so hard. I didn't think and, it was emotional exhaustion because I had been told in the last six scenes that he had something physically wrong with him. Oh, I hadn't. They, they kept going. Your vital signs are right. No, you're not. You're. You're. It's not. There a, were two not. references. What are you talking about? Six, I, Six I, scenes. I just felt there were that two references. I felt like it was a dropped thread that that they should have either cut out. They didn't need those references, but it seemed like those were building tension. But if you're going to build tension, give me resolution to the tension. Let me know that I. I really felt like, like I said, I think I. It felt to me like because they didn't ever anything, no, nothing real ever came of it. It felt more like a, you know, because when you're stressed or you're not okay, like like emotionally, there are physical things that happen to you. Like, I mean, and I just, I, I, I felt you know, like I that's think, what they were doing. I think it's more about establishing or re-establishing whatever Bones is, you know, worrying mother. Can I? Know, can I? Can I take it a, a step further? I think it's from an earlier draft in the script. Uh-huh. And 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 that something was going to be done with that, like uh-huh. like Kirk was going to fail at some point, like physically, and wake up in a hospital bed, or or, or something, or or or, let, or, or it be, not be invincible because like yeah. because um, fucking Pike drives that. You think you're invincible. You think the rules don't apply to you. you think yeah, nothing yeah. bad can happen to you. And then there's this. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah, it, it didn't occur to me on the first two viewings, but. I see what watch you're for it. At. Watch, yeah, watch yeah. for it because they, they. I felt I noticed it the first time. I was paying attention this time that they. Yeah, just... because I noticed it the first time. I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm looking the second time to be like. But we're, you know, here's the thing. We're, we, what we're doing now is we're, as we should, because we're reviewing the movie. We are nitpicking and and there, yeah. th- there, thing, there, there are nits to pick. However, let I me, let, let, what, what's your nit? Okay, so, and this is really small and kind of silly, but when Kirk tells Chekhov to put on a red shirt. Like <laughs> so breaking the fourth wall there, you know what yeah. I mean? Like the the his reaction to that, like the fear. Um, yeah, it, it's. But what I, you I know why like, it didn't bother me is though because I could see I could see him being afraid of now being in charge of all of engineering. Yeah, yeah. Like that's I, yeah, why it didn't I, bother I mean, that's, me. That's kind of how I you know justified it to myself. But that fear is for the audience. Yeah, you know what <laughs> I mean? it's like sure, like we're gonna kill Chekhov yeah, because like he's getting they, a red shirt. They're in that universe. They don't know that red shirts kill people. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. They shouldn't know that. <laughs> Um, they don't though. I felt like I, I, it felt to me like I don't mind nods to yeah, me. I didn't mind I'm a it. big fan yeah, of that I, shit, you know, and because it played in the moment, like it didn't play like just a nod in the moment. In from an actor and an emotional standpoint, it yeah. plays like he's you know a kid, and now he's getting he's being given engineering, mm-hmm. not like go work in engineering for a day, dude. Run like that run that shit. Yeah, I, I get it. So I, I mean, I get I get it, but so you know. so we so here's what we're gonna have to do. Um. Uh, at some point in the next week, we're going to have to get together and we're going to have to record. Um, and we're probably all going to see the movie one more time <laughs> before that point. And at that point, when we do, I'm going to have an organi- an organized checklist, an hour-long episode for us to do. Because we're 33 minutes here. We've already done our ones before. We're all just, re- But before, like, yeah. I... I, I I loved this movie. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. That in 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 wrapping like, up, let me you know let me, with all this stuff we said. I, like I loved Star Trek 2009. I was saying this when I walked out of the theater. I yes. love Star Trek 2009. Um, I there are moments in that movie that I would excise. There are mistakes in that movie. Spock's, uh, you know, um, Spock's planetarium, uh, planetarium exposition of of 
I used red matter, and this happened, and then the destruction of Vulcan was at hand, or the destruction of Romulus, uh, Romulus. was at hand. And it felt like, it felt honestly, it felt like I went to a planetarium show hosted by Leonard Nimoy. And I, it was, That's it was, beautiful. And I was hearing, I was like hearing his voice all around me, and it was, it yeah, was, it was clunky. It was, a, it was a weird, like, that that part about it has yeah. always kind of, like, upon rewatching and rewatching, because yeah. I've seen that movie a lot at this point, yeah. like, the, the, the echoes of his voice. Yeah starts to become a little well, the, bit the, much, the echoes, or the, the echoes of the directions and the and it's like why the, are we making I, this weird because I, it's a mind meld like yeah, i would i would say that the the entire thing just i was i just gonna go back to it seemed like i was at the air and space museum seeing a planetarium show and it was like it took me so out of the moment i felt that kirk running from the series of bigger and bigger monsters in the snow was a little silly was, was a little silly yeah i felt um, i see that uh, I I felt like like the the fact that Spock and Scotty were on the same planet was too hard to explain. I felt like Kirk's getting the captain the Kirk's getting the captain seat so quickly was, very was difficult convenient. to. I felt like there was a yeah. and despite that, I really really liked that film. Yes, that what, film and and you I, know this one what this one delivered on like I fucking told you it would. This is something I said when we were being like you were being all silly when we started this thing, but I said sure. one thing that was totally not silly and I totally believed was going to happen, which is that we were going to see that it's not just the Kirk and Spock show and yeah. that Bones is absolutely a part of that. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, I agree. And they they really, that really got brought home in this one. I felt, I agree. I felt the trio there and I was like, yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Can I just say, I love that Spock calls him Jim at the end. Yeah. Yes, that was a beautiful yeah. moment. So, there was a, and, he, and, and Quinto in his genius has that, that like ever so small beat yeah. before he says it. Can I, can I, and I think Winter does a great job, can, but was I the only one that feels like Spock's gained a little weight? Yes. I feel like they all have, honestly. I feel like Kirk has a little pudge in his, in his midsection. I don't, I, I felt like. I mean, I'm, I'm one to talk. But, but, but like, but like, I remember Spock being in such good shape. In the last one, and this one, I could noticed in his face the first viewing, and then I was like, "But yeah, look how awesome he can run, and he does run very, very well. That man knows yes. how to run." But I noticed this time when he was running where the shirt was clinging. <laughs> um, and <laughs> wow, I don't even notice this. Shit. Here, here's the thing: I think the this reason doesn't even occur to I me. I think the to reason that I think the reason that I notice is because Nimoy never did. I think the reason that I notice is that is that. That yeah, Nemo was that always, Nimoy was very... always so it was weird for me to feel like Spock was looking Packed on heavy. a couple pounds. Yeah, because I was like, well, Vulcans don't do that. I don't know if you caught this in the first one or not, but it's it's an alternate timeline. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: what when. when yeah, when when Vulcan gets destroyed, they're gonna have you some. You do a little. There's a little bit of, of depression eating. Yeah, they're, they're gonna have some fucking Hagen dazs. I mean, Are you kidding? <laughs> they lost their whole fucking planet, dude. Are you kidding? Of course, yeah. they're gonna pack out a couple have fucking pounds. Have a bonbon bon or I, several. I, I wanna, some fucking ice cream. Shit. Yeah, I do. I do want to talk real quick about uh, the next Star Trek movie. Um, it's clear what they're setting up. The next one is the Klingons. They, right. they they said it like a hundred times. They said it like like war is coming with the Klingons. That's going to happen with the Klingons. War with the Who's Klingons. Who's going to lead us? Who's you. Gonna... <laughs> Klingons are. It's like it's like Klingons. Klingons. We meet the Klingons this time, but we don't really get the. Klingons. But I like. But we yeah we get we get a lot of. There were a lot of really good. Um, 
like just like in the first one, like yeah. little nods, like you know, um, the let's Harry use the Mutt like yeah, the Harry Mud, like you know, use the thing from the Mud Incident. Yeah, you but, know? Th- but this time um, I really felt like they're going war with the Klingons. And then imminent. they bring in the Klingons. Dude, you need to really hold the mic near your mouth. You know, you're, well, you're gesturing with your hand. You're going the war with the Klingons. You know what? The, uh, I would like to. I submit. have had enough of you. Fuck you. <laughs> um. So in the next one, I think we're gonna have war with the Klingons. And um, do you think they're gonna look the same? Because I'd like it if they didn't look like. They you know what? In the Here's movie. the thing. Here's the thing. I watched this time. I really looked at that makeup. Yeah. It's not different. This Klingon had um, jewelry piercings, yeah. piercings yeah. here. His nose was a little different yeah. than the where the ridges were. Everything else was. It would fit within the pre-established Klingons. It absolutely would. He had adornments here and uh, adornments on the side and adornments going down the middle. But it would absolutely. You have to think of how many different Klingons yeah. we've seen. We okay. we've seen Klingons. I just uh, felt like the ears. There we was saw something Klingons strange going on in the ear area that but I. But we never feel saw like never Klingons seen. ears. I know this. I I had friends who were Klingons. You never saw their ears. When did you ever see Warfare? Oh. Yeah, you never right. saw Warfare. Always comes down and The them. only ears you ever ever get to see are General Chang's ears in Star Trek Six. And he is a distinctly not Klingon-looking Klingon. He is basically bald with a little thing down the center of his head. We've seen the Klingons can have everything from the full turtle head to basically bald with a little thing down the middle and across the board. So so these I felt like the adornments made it look like they were different, but just like I felt with uh with Nero, they go, Well, he didn't look like a Romulan. Nero didn't look like a Romulan. He had all these this war paint on and shit, stuff. Yeah. But if you look, he is actually wearing a headpiece. He yeah. is wearing yep. he is wearing a forehead. It's not as angular, but Romulans also had super angular ones and then more rounded ones. Um, Romulans also look different depending on what episode, and that's an evolution of the makeup. But you could also go, well, they're from different. You know, we different look different. We look different, don't yeah. we? As human beings, yeah. you go head across. Shape is varies by culture and yeah. region and yeah, that's that, head yeah. Sh- head shape, skin color, nose size, ear size, eye size, yeah. hair color, hair can like everything can like like. So I think it's it's reasonable that the Klingons would look not as different as the jo- as they like to go with the original series, right? But but I think that these absolutely don't violate any. I didn't of... say they violated. I just they, it. I didn't like. And I didn't the, like the way they looked as much. And I, this guy, this guy had no hair, and yeah. he had no facial hair. Yeah. However. I could see that the Klingons underneath the helmets, there were Klingons with long hair and beards yep. underneath yeah. the helmet. And they had batlets. And they would let, and they yeah. had batlets. Here's here's Which my prediction awesome. for Star Trek three. Okay. Carol Marcus is going to die. I'd be okay with that. Obviously. I don't think I, I don't I no I don't I didn't dislike her, I didn't hate her. I didn't hate her either. I'm saying I'd be okay if I had to pick somebody to die. They're gonna make you love her. No, they're gonna would... no, they're gonna make you love her yeah, and then they're gonna, gonna kill her. And then they're gonna torch. Yeah, it's a either she's going to die, or she. And, I think she, either she's going to die, or she and Kirk are going to get married with the intention of killing her or her son in Star Trek Four. Um, but since nobody's really signed on past, if these are doing what it looks like they're doing, which is mirroring the original ones, um, the thing because I kind of like the fact that they're doing like that. It's like somewhat the same, but totally different. But totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way yeah, it's a, it's like an it's an alternate timeline, timeline well, but it's yeah. not like like I just I like that well, let, 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 let me ask you let me ask you in what in which movie do we meet Carol Marcus do we meet Carol Marcus and Khan Star Trek 2 mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. Star Trek 2's yep yeah um, 
it would stand to reason that in Star Trek, but she's they, there is no son, so it's not going to stand to reason that you're going to have Kirk's son. But you're, I think you're going to have Kirk fall in love, get married. And, but that could all happen between this movie and the next movie. That's we true. Get back and Kirk, she could be having a baby. They could already be on the outs, and like she's hidden away somewhere having a baby that he doesn't even fucking know about. I yeah. I don't think that they're going to do that off screen. I don't think that's an off screen thing to do i think that i think we're gonna watch considering we, they just introduced her this time around yeah. it seems like it seems like they would want to show us i that. think i think it's going to be the romance and that's something that's different from the series in that we never did get to see that yeah so i think allowing us to see that or or, or exploring that and getting to see that is um is new ground that um that I think everyone would want to see covered. I think it's gonna see. be I think you, you need to make us hate the bad guy and the way that the Abrams verse makes us hate the bad guys, the bad guy does something horrific that you can't believe. Now in this one he killed Pike, in the last one he destroyed Vulcan. In the next one I think that Kirk falls in love. I think you start the movie with his wedding. Yeah, and it's gonna be a Klingon that does it. And it's gonna be a Klingon who does I don't know if he's gonna be Krug, you know. Right. Wouldn't be great if they actually got Christopher Lloyd. That'd be amazing. It's in heavy makeup. <laughs> He'd be fun. Come on out here. Yeah. He'd be He's fine. Ancient. He'd no, be fine. He was in the that's last the beauty of all, That's the th- that's the oh. beauty of all of this makeup. He'd be fine. Yeah. Um I mean I, I wonder where it's gonna go. I wanna see it again. I wanna I, I have a yeah. question. Yeah. So um around what time in the original movies did they start producing next generation on television? Between four and five. So we've got some time before we get a reboot of Next Gen on television. Well, I don't think they're. I don't think that's what they should do. Come on. No. No, I don't think they're going to jump. I think they're. I think they're going to spin off to some other thing in this universe. That's what they should do. In this universe, universe. yeah. Fast forwarding in the alternate timeline to the Next Gen timeline. Mm, No, I don't. Maybe that. That's what I'm saying. But then it wouldn't be. But then it wouldn't be in the next. Well, you got you got Next Gen time frame. I should say. You got to understand that Star Trek three came out in 1986. Um, they go back to 1984, but it came out in 1986, and they had already prepped Star Trek: The Next Generation. But uh, uh, or, so, Star, yeah, Star Trek four came out in, in 86. They and they started that in 87. They didn't release another original series movie until Star Trek until Star Trek five, which was 89. It was three years in between. I think that they weren't sure that they were going to get them back again. Mm. And Nimoy had already said he wasn't going to come back, but then Shatner personally asked him to. And then it was 92 before they made the, the Undiscovered Country. So, so Next Gen was already almost done when they were making the Undiscovered Country. So, so I think that, I don't think they're going to do that to jump forward. I don't think there's any real reason to. I think that, I think you're going to find the, you know, some other thing that they're going to do with it. Or if they do jump forward, it won't be the same accelerator. Yeah, right. I mean, like I mean, instead of as far or forward, maybe or further maybe further forward. forward. Like, like I, that's the thing. Like, there's so much that's open at that point. If you're going to, I will say this, that alternate I, universe. I, I still believe that that the last Star Trek movie destroyed the universe that I knew. I still believe that. However, I still am Whatever. now getting the leftovers of that universe. There are Klingons. There are Batleths. There are the NX-01. But which, by the way, that's the only part of the, the that universe that isn't destroyed. The NX-01 yeah. Enterprise absolutely happened. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, there's a model of it on yeah. Marcus's death. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, that that I'm I'm getting that I'm getting Section 31. I'm getting that that you know the way that Abrams in Lost explained time 
is that time course corrects. Lost, that's what Lost would say. We go, if something, if you try and change the future, it doesn't matter. The future will go back to how it's supposed to be. The destiny course corrects itself. Hmm. So that 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 we're already starting. This was much more a Star Trek movie than the last one. I would go, this one, this one was filled with with lots of Star Trekky good stuff. Well, like, the last one was too. I you know, the last one, there were it, the last one felt less Star Trekky than this one. This one had it had Klingons, many different planets. It had very familiar things, and like yeah. throughout this film, last one not so much. <coughs> so I would, I, I, you know, I have heard rumors that this Klingon war might be for the fourth one. Oh, I have heard rumors of the Borg. How does that work? How does I'm not sure how. How I does feel that not? That. How does that not work? What? Who doesn't want to see Kirk take on the Borg? But like. I get. I guess it's a different universe, so we can. I guess we can yeah, do yeah, that. Hold the mic. In one I just. I don't know that I. I don't know. Think about it. It makes. It makes absolute sense that a the Borg had already shown up on Enterprise. I know. And b there was a giant lightning storm, time disturbance in space with a planet being destroyed by technology. That would kind of be a beacon. That might. Yeah, that might get their attention earlier than it. Yeah. Than than they would have. Yeah, it's it's things are happening in this quadrant, and and we are advancing technologically much faster than we were going to before. That's true too. Um, as a result. Yeah, as so, a result of what so, happened, yeah. So the Borg, and think about what they could do with the budget and making the Borg even more Borgy, and and <laughs> and and how scary that could be, and Kirk against that. And think about it. Kirk is now on the. Fu- Here's the thing. I hope it's not just a Klingon war, because. They're on the five-year mission. I feel like they should fight. I feel like the Klingon War should the beginning of the Klingon War should be happening, but that should be the film after the next one. The next one should be they go out there and they find something shitty that they have to fight. Yeah, they well, find that, something shitty and new. Like, and that and no. that and the Borg would be that perfect thing that they could go out there and it's a, it's every next gen. I don't know because I feel like once you if you do that, honest like klingons are are great and fun and and certainly you know frightening but compared to the borg like if you trot out the borg now and then go back to we're gonna have this war with the klingons that's gonna be less of a thing i feel like i i think you can tease the borg but you can't full-on address the borg yeah oh i think you i and then and then have and now we're having a klingon war who gives a fuck they pale compared to the no no here's 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 the thing i think what you do is you have kirk versus the borg in star trek 3 and then listen listen and then the klingon war is the federation versus the klingons it's it is the one thing i i wanted to see in these movies is what we got on DS9, is I wanted to see a high-budget fleet-on-fleet battle. And I felt I felt kind of denied by Star Trek 2009 because they, we show up and all the ships have been destroyed by the Narada, and I wanted to fucking see that, and I never got to see it. I so, think you can do that if you actually go to war with the Klingons, but I don't think that that works if you've had him face the fucking Borg. They're just they're just not as scary. Really? Like, so would you say the Dominion War didn't work even though it happened after the Borg? The Dominion was became like as a thing became scarier than the Borg because of like all the mystery that shrouded it for so long. Like that's the thing. You know what I mean? Well, I thought the Dominion, like it was in exactly like it was. It was like in the infiltration levels. It was a different. 
animal altogether that we hadn't seen before. Well, also, I, you know, please get Jeffrey Combs for the next one. Yeah, please. He should be oh, in everything. Yes, oh Jeffrey Combs should be in everything all the time. No, so, but that's what I, I think. I think that you could do the Borg followed by the Klingons if it, if the Klingon if the Borg was you found a cube, a fucking scary cube, and you then tease the Borg. But you address something else. But I think, I mean, you know what I mean. You don't, you don't do the Borg with something else. You don't like, you don't you, like. I think you tease the Borg as. I mean, that's like that's like having your having a cock on the table at Thanksgiving, but having it be all about Thanksgiving. I mean, you can't do it. There's a cock on the table. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Borg or a cock. Everybody knows that. That's right. So. It's in fact, I agree with you. If it's not the Borg, it should just be a giant cock, <laughs> the Doomsday Machine, Doomsday cock. which kind of looked like a big giant. Cock. A little bit. A little bit. Um, speaking of cock, it's time to go. Uh, <laughs> a, hey, that's a better transition than the Tribble. How about this? We're in the middle of this conversation. Hey, what's going on with that Tribble over there? <laughs> Um, you've, you've you've stumped me, so I'm going. It, it was it, seriously. You can't keep your own people. You can't even guarantee your own crew safety. What are you doing with that triple bones? Um, Fuck. Um, um, uh, what are you doing with that triple bones? <laughs> it's like, what? are you coming with me or not? <laughs> and it's like, well, of course I'm coming with you. I've been waiting for you to come ask me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, you know. But but hey, well, like things happen. Yeah. Um, stuff happens we're gonna awesome and go but it. the movie was awesome regardless yes. and see it again awesome. you've already seen it hopefully yeah see it again you, and you and some more much for its flaws yeah you do for its and awesomeness. you love it again because it's uh, everybody's so awesome and then it. come back and listen to us again because what yes. we're gonna do i don't think we're done talking about this we're film. probably we not. haven't even started we're likely not. we have we have not done we there's have, still a lot of gushing that i have to do well and what i'd like to do is i i'm 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 going to i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna i'm gonna come up I, I'm I'm gonna come yeah, up yeah all the nerdgasms and I'm gonna, I'm gonna come and... up with with a, an an organized outline for us to talk through like almost like we did when we when we do seasons of a show okay. I want to go through and go let's actually make sure that because I feel like there are points we haven't hit and I need some time to write it down yeah no and then are and, you gonna are like, you gonna put in the nerdgasm check off the nerdgasm points or well I'm I'm just I I I think because I, I think we should we should certainly. Have a list of them. Section 31 was my big one. But Section 31 was one. And I firm put more in this one. But for now, my name is Justin. And my name is Alex. Trick off. Trick off, bitches. You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to Geeks radio.com or searching geeks radio on itunes geeks radio is a presentation of endlight entertainment